For those of you who listened to the podcast a few weeks ago, you will remember me saying that I was going to put an offer on my Month to Manifest program. Month to Manifest is the easiest manifestation course on the market right now. My intention when creating this course was allow it to be easy, simple, time efficient, like I'm not about things that take me a lot of time or I just won't do them. So this requires at the most five minutes of your time a day to be able to really hone your intentions on a daily basis. And not only that, one of the things we have done is to create a community of like-minded people where we meet once a month on a live and we set our intentions for the month ahead. It is so powerful and you'll get to meet those like-minded people who share in your joy and in your love of manifestations and we all lift each other up. It is so amazing. I love it and I would love you to join. One of the things that I have always wanted to do as well is to make this affordable and not only is it affordable every day but I am also giving you a discount on that right now. All you have to do is DM me the word manifest on Instagram and I will send you the unique discount code. Come and join us. Welcome back to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast with me, your host, Jude Dawn. Now, normally before I have a guest on, I will waffle on and tell you little snippets um, of what's been going on in the week and things like that. But this episode is so oh do I say the word epic epic (laughs) that I don't want to waffle on at all I want to go straight into it I am so excited for you guys to hear what my guest is about to tell you let us give a bit of background so Joe Shanley is one of my dearest friends from school we have been friends since Oh, well, since we started school, basically, and we're 42 now, so that's a long old friendship. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, 42. <laughs> and and, and Jo um, shares my love of law of attraction. She's also a member of Month to Manifest in my little community. So Jo, tell us a little bit about, in fact, actually, tell us what you do first of all, because obviously this normally I have people who are on who are coaches or in a mindset all that type of thing um and you might be the first person I've had on who does what Joe like <laughs> you're like you're like um what's that I'm a friend you are um chatting. where nobody quite knows what it is that I do. trans monster trans, I'm a trans I am actually a trans monster did you know that it's no <laughs> even I don't know what I really do so I'm a consultant I'm a business consultant um if you were to find me on LinkedIn, I'm a consulting business analyst, um, but really it varies from contract to contract that I'm on. So I might be project managing, I might be working as a business analyst. The contract that I've just come off, I was working as a data discovery specialist. Um, yeah, but a bit of a jack of all trades, really. Okay, so Joe has, as, as friends, You've all, you're always on a journey with each other. Mm. And Joe has been through my side, through, oh, I nearly got upset. Don't because I got the some lump. of my toughest times. Mm-hmm. And, and if there's ever been a really tough moment, 
Joe has been by my side. She is my closest confidant. She was the only person that was in my wedding. So that just shows <laughs> that just shows um, how amazing she is and how much I think of Joe. So oh, I'm all misty. Let's talk about stuff because you, you, you listeners don't care about our friendship and us crying over each other. <laughs> what you want to know about is manifestation. So. Joe, can you remember how you got into manifestation? Oh, yeah. So um, I had moved away from the Northeast. Um, I'd taken a job in Yorkshire and it was going really well. It was a massive promotion. Um, so I was really throwing myself into work, but I was I was lacking anything um, in my relationships. I was, you know, I was very isolated and uh, I'd had a, a long term. Plus it was kind of the middle of nowhere, wasn't yeah, it? Like it wasn't like, a... like you had like a social life or anything. It was literally, you'd go to work, it was in the middle of Yorkshire and you'd go back to your house. Yeah. And it was a very kind of solace. This is it. Yeah, it, it was. And I lived in a lovely um, spa town, but they're still really quite close-knit communities. And I didn't drive at the time either, so... I could either get the train into Leeds or, you know, get the train back to Newcastle to do something. The people that I worked with were lovely and some of them, you know, really took care of me and invited me out and we did things together. But it wasn't the same, you know, coming from where I had friends like you and ready access to family and a proper support network of people around me. And I'd just um, come out of a, a really long-term um volatile relationship and I was I was drained you know this was the first time in years that I'd been able to sit back and kind of breathe and just take stock and you were sad as well and you were really really low I was grieving I remember my little conversations with Mm -hmm. you it was back at the time when I used to smoke so (laughs) I'd put my little one to bed uh, she was only a baby at the time I put my little one to bed and then I'd come down I'd go sit in the garage on my pot of paint <laughs> and I'd ring you and we'd chat for about five cigarettes yeah <laughs> <laughs> the length of five cigarettes would chat for I don't smoke now by the way everyone so you, you were really down mm-hmm. and 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 I remember just feeling so like, oh, what can I do for I you? Know, I know. So I sent you in the post a copy of The Secret. And you know what? And, and I always, I'm so always so torn about The Secret because personally, I love it. It just, mm-hmm. it changed my life completely because it knocked on the head how I approached everyday life, everyday thinking, and always made me conscious of stopping and thinking to myself, Am I operating from a place of lack or am Mm -hmm. I operating from a place of love and abundance? And it's just Mm -hmm. enough to be able to catch yourself. And sometimes I think the secret Mm -hmm. gets a bad rap that it's somehow Mm -hmm. childish or... Cult-like. Yes, yes. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like anything. You take in what makes sense and use it for your own benefit. I think it can also be a really tough book, and I'm going to say this for anyone else who gets it, if you get presented with that or anything to do with all of the attraction and you aren't and you're in a mindset where it's struggle 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 you can then start to be fearful of your thoughts Mm -hmm. as well like I definitely went through stages like that when I went into law of attraction where I was then like scared of having a bad thought because what Mm -hmm. happens if I'm making a bloody worse you know it's so interesting you say that because and I literally just had this conversation last night I think there's such a thing as 
toxic positivity where you can try and push yourself mm. too much to just be positive about everything because I have to be positive otherwise yeah. I won't but then you're not because it's not, not genuine at all, not at all. and I think the first step to all of this and really this is what I took from the secret and then all of the subsequent things that I've read and watched um, about mm-hmm. law of attraction and vibrational manifestation those sorts of things since the first step is acceptance you've got to Mm -hmm. accept how you feel and why you feel the way you feel to understand Mm -hmm. what's causing all of that inside to to deal with it to then true gentle conversations with yourself of course Mm -hmm. and realistically this is what we should do anyway whether you believe in the the law of attraction or not to be able to progress and grow in life there has Mm -hmm. to be acceptance of how you feel and why you feel Mm -hmm. that way having an off day fine that's totally normal totally human nobody expects you to be 100% all of the time but why do you feel that way and what's causing it Mm -hmm. And of course. Oh, look at her. She's coaching you, Zoe. She thinks she's a coach. You're a bloody trans monster. Stick to your trans monster. Stay in your lane, lady. Stay in your lane. But it is true, though, isn't it? It is. Of course it is. 100%. 100%. Okay. So you started your journey of law of attraction. And in terms of, oh, God, there's so many things that you, I want to get onto the main one, obviously, mm-hmm. right? But in terms of your journey to law of attraction, right? I, you won't know this because she doesn't listen to the podcast, everyone. Um, <laughs> so I've definitely talked about you in a sense of, I haven't said the word Joe, but I've talked about the fact that, you know what, when we get into law of attraction and we're heads in the right mm-hmm. place, we can be really good at manifesting. And then all of a sudden, we just get into the day to day and we forget about it. And then what happens is as soon as you start to forget about it and then things don't necessarily go your way, if you're not conscious in that moment, you just go further and deeper into it. Mm-hmm. And you've had some real highs and lows, yeah. I would say, with manifestation. It's like you have the best manifestation stories. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, your low is anything and you go so quiet. Like, she's one of those friends where you know she's not doing well because you don't hear from her. So then you have to check in and go, what the hell's going on? Not heard from you. Like, and you go, I don't want to bother anyone. (laughs) No, I know. Right? Terrible. You better bother us. What's (laughs) going on? And the conversation always goes something like that. And then I'll go, right, get yourself in a good headspace go back to your vision board. I want you to stop dreaming mm-hmm. again. And you go, God, yeah, I've not looked at my vision board for ages. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that's the that's our journey as friends through Law of Attraction with Joe. Now, which ones do I want you to talk about? Uh, right, there's three off the top of my head. There's the most recent one, which is mm-hmm. why I got you on. Then um, when you got the secret, you started changing things. Did, yeah. And then within weeks, somebody got in touch that you hadn't spoke to in ages who you actually didn't think liked you Mm -hmm. when you worked with them and then he actually turned around and said no actually I do like you that I just that was the only way I could yeah communicate with you so so manifesting a relationship I definitely think you did that tell me tell everyone the things that you put in place to manifest that relationship and you know I'd forgotten about it until we talked the other day and it all came flooding Mm -hmm. back but um so I read the secret and I thought you know what I'm ready I'm ready for a relationship that I deserve Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got so much love to give and I deserve good love in return 
right, so how do I make space for somebody in my life? Because I was some, I was a single woman, so I'm sleeping in the middle of my king-size bed, I'm starfishing all night, my wardrobes are completely packed. And actually, when I, when I took stock of what was in my life at that moment, I didn't have space for anybody else. I physically did not have space. How powerful is that? So I started sleeping on my side of the bed and leaving space for my partner. I cleared out space in the wardrobe so that they had somewhere to put their clothes. I literally made space within my home to welcome a new love in. And I made myself open and available to be loved as well because I was very guarded after that last relationship mm-hmm. um yeah so and it like you say it came about through business um I was speaking to an old colleague with regards to an IT query and then we just we got chatting and before I knew it we were talking about dating and he was coming down to visit and it just all went from there. But he drove down. So these are the stories that I'll remember, right? He drove down the day that he came down to meet to sit to see mm-hmm. you. Didn't he bring flowers he and did, stuff? Yeah, he brought me like it was proper romantic, it was, wasn't yeah, it? It was, it was what you want to manifest. Roses. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just beautiful. Okay. So that was number one, right? Yeah. That I remember. Right. Number two is the really powerful one where where you had gone back into the workplace. Yes. So do that's like a long story, obviously. So we'll shorten yeah, it I'll down. Yeah, I'll try and keep but it. But you short. were, you were a mum for a good few years. Mm-hmm. You were mum. That's it. So um, I had left my career um not long after my daughter was born. I took voluntary redundancy, left Yorkshire, came back to Newcastle, and um, I didn't return. Um, to work until 10 years later so when she started school full-time I went back to uni and did a degree uh, because I wanted I've had like a duality to my career throughout the years it's either been artistic where it's been art degrees and drama school or it's been very much an IT career where I've just worked um, in the IT sector in management technical management that sort of thing so I hadn't I went back to university when she started school full-time and did a, a degree in art and then the pandemic hit when I was in the, the final year of uni and everything that I'd wanted to set up as my own business just kind of went out the window because suddenly everyone was stuck at home, market was saturated with everything. This was a low moment in Joe's life again. She was depressed again. <laughs> she wasn't looking at her vision board. <laughs> wasn't looking at my vision board. But um, rather sadly, um, the relationship um, that had forged when I made space in Yorkshire, that had ended. Um, so... Uh, Sam and I had separated, uh, but we were still on good terms. And um, I was seeing another guy and he said, well, if you want a job, then I can get you one, but it's just going to be entry level. And I was doing pretty well in my career before I, I took a career break. However, 10 years out and I'm sat there thinking, oh my God, like, what can I do? I have no idea if I can do anything that I used to do. It's 10 years since I had to apply myself in a business setting. So I said, no, that's absolutely fine. I'll take it. Um, So I took this entry level position. So entry level was like minimum wage, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Was it about that? It was was probably a bit Mm -hmm. more. So I was getting Mm 21,000 a year. So it wasn't, Mm -hmm. um, you know, true minimum wage, but it wasn't far Mm -hmm. off either. So your reality is at this moment, because this is a big deal, yeah. right? Because I, I, I'm so proud of you <laughs> and what you did at this moment, right? So you are on 21 grand. You are a single parent. Well, 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, co-parenting. Yeah. Um, but single occupancy yeah. house paying your own yeah. bills all that type of thing so there's not a ton of money to spare no. here you're doing what you can with what you've got essentially yeah absolutely and and the job that you were doing probably was five grades below anything you'd done mm-hmm. 10 years ago mm-hmm. but the, it was a starting point so go on from there Exa- exactly all of that exactly that um so the work I was and it was taken on on a fixed term contract because actually the contract um, that I was on was due to um, pass over into a different supplier's hand. So really, I was there to help them wind down and get things sorted mm-hmm. out. But this in itself presented a really great opportunity because what transpired is that they didn't have the kind of leadership and management that they needed to affect the transition successfully. And so all of a sudden, all of the things that I previously did in my career everything started to come yeah they started to come back Uh out and I was able to just fly through this whole thing keep everyone on track the client was really happy the company I was working for were really happy and so the higher-ups in the company um started paying attention I was getting a lot of um emails and phone calls from senior management while we you know we're really interested in you you're just on a contract you'd like to offer you a permanent position and they kept dangling a carrot and I was like oh this is interesting and so I was negotiating a contract with them but this seemed to be- but you also did a bit of research didn't you? Yeah. you did a bit of research to find it at that level mm-hmm. in that type of industry yeah. how much should I be earning so what had you worked out you should be earning at that point if you were doing that role so if I was doing that role it was transformation management in in that space transmonster transmonster (laughs) (laughs) it should have been around about 55,000 pounds a year okay I appreciated that I didn't necessarily have the qualifications that went hand in hand with it and obviously I've been out for 10 years Mm -hmm. so things like you know having ITIL or even agile for project management whatever so I was negotiating Mm -hmm. a contract whereby I'd be happy to accept mid-40s with the caveat Mm -hmm. that they would provide um, training and qualifications that would then Mm -hmm. benefit me um mm-hmm. and, and them yeah and them as well because obviously mm-hmm. they were very keen in their own words to retain talent um so this went on and on and on and it was getting really close to the end of um my contract and it had been extended out a couple of times because I was doing such a good job um so it was a week before my contract was due to expire and I still hadn't had a firm offer from the company of what they were going to give me so I pressed it again and um, this this contract offer came through and it was for 36,000 and I looked at it and I thought either it's a typo or we're not on the same page here anyway so I had <laughs> had a conversation with the senior manager who had been dangling said carrot and he's like well yeah, that's the best I can do. And I said, right, this, but this isn't even close to what we've been discussing. Well, yeah, because he had been, this wasn't, by the way, like anyone listening, somebody who goes from, yes, 21 grand to 36,000 is a hell yeah, of an of increase. You've got to remember, Joe was doing a much bigger role than what they had taken her on yeah. for. She was available 24-7 on this. She was support. She was now managing a team where she hadn't been asked to manage mm-hmm. a team and and he the numbers he'd been talking about to keep you at that point were what yeah we were like, in the mid-40s. along the lines of you they were like mid 40s yeah, yeah. so and I was buzzing for you because there was phone calls back and forth and I was like have you got your contract have you got your contract and you were like no it's not come through and I was so excited because this felt like don't want anyone thinking that Joanna's being 
dismissive at this point because actually this was a big deal. Mm -hmm. This was Joe getting back to a level in her career where she'd left, you know, and and it was like picking back up Mm -hmm. and getting back to that level where you should be earning a lot more. And you, there was a long time, 10 years, where you lived you know, month to month and didn't have an abundance of money. So you getting told, actually, no, this is what you were, this is what you're worth. And you going, actually, do you know what? I feel like I am worth that. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden them going, actually that, that 44 that I said, no, we're just going to pay you 36. Like he was really trying to Mm -hmm. get away with it, wasn't he? Yeah. And, and that's exactly it. You know, it was, it was a moment where I realised either the whole conversation over those three, four months had been a lie or mm-hmm. he thought he had me backed in the corner because my existing contract finished the following week. And as as we agree, going from 21,000 to 36 is a massive jump, but that's not mm-hmm. what was promised. So he was either just trying to pull a fast one because mm-hmm. he'd lied or he's pulling the fast one because mm-hmm. he thought he could get me cheaper. And so I, mm-hmm. I said, right, okay, um, well, I appreciate the offer and I'm sorry that we couldn't come to an agreement on it. I'll have my resignation with you by the end of the day. And I did. I resigned. I resigned my position because I thought for £21,000 a year, I can go and take on a job in a supermarket or just do something else that's entry level. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be exploited. Yeah, because like at this. that point you weren't getting paid the 36. Like you were on 21. And yeah, you, was, were, oh, you were managing on <laughs> as a single parent on the 21000 yeah, Totally. So, but... At the same time, I still think you're brave as anything. Like you're brave as anything to go because it. And the thing is, you you had a really tough time as well when you were in college mm-hmm. and a single mom because there were certain benefits that you couldn't get. No, you can't as a single them. parent. No. You like like I do, I, again, I don't want to dismiss. People think that Joanne was like okay. Like there was a point where you were really struggling <laughs> yeah, yeah. with money. Hundred percent, and so. So to then, so so this is why it was so like honest to God, I was on the phone all the time with every got go. I was just so excited for it to start being valued. Mm-hmm. And I know we shouldn't look at money as value, but Joanne is incredible. She says Aww, it's like a friend. Because, right, though, because in this instance, what was being undervalued here was my worth, and they were getting the worth yeah. of me in all of the work that I was doing for them. Because it basically, yeah. I was keeping the client on site, and this was a massive client. This was a huge contract, and, and if they had to put this role out to interview for, mm-hmm. they would have had to offer it at the at the at the fifties, yeah. wouldn't they? For, yeah. for that role, for what I was and yet doing, they're certainly. going actually, we'll just. We'll, we'll pay you yeah. X. So you took the big job and was like, and I was so proud. Like I remember thinking, <laughs> oh my God, my my best friend is so brave. <laughs> like I, I'm just not that brave, but you are like, I would have been like, fine, I'll just take it. Not that brave. And then the lady who's else. got her own successful business. I know, but you know what? I don't, like, this is what I say to my business partner as well. Like, I don't take risks with anything. Like, I'm very much step by step, step by step, step by step, comfort zone, comfort zone, comfort zone. But stepping out my comfort zone, teeny, 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 tiny, tiny, tiny bits 
to to then go to going, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I'll figure out a way to pay my bills. I don't think, I think so you you're don't doing need your, to pay me. No, you're doing yourself a disservice <laughs> there because to even just put yourself out there, even if it is while you're still doing a full-time job, to actually take those steps to live the life that you want, to live the dream, that's brave. But I was risk adverse doing it. Uh, you know, and this is what I love. She's the now plug in the coaching academy. <laughs> this is what I love about coaching is that actually, you know, I, I took on a, 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 a business that you can sandwich on top of a full time career mm-hmm. so that you can build a pot up and then jump. Like I didn't just go, no, it's fine. I don't have a job to go to and <laughs> shut the door on that one. Like you were super brave. And I love that about you because actually you just realized I don't want to work for that person. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know, you've offered us that, but I, I, you're morally not the type of person I want to work for. Yeah. So you shut the door on that. And then what happened on your last day? It was like a week's notice, wasn't it? Yeah. So I put my resignation in on the Thursday and um, oh. it kind of, it all hit the fan the, on the Friday. Mm-hmm. And it was a week after that, the following Friday. Uh, so I remember it's what, so it was the 18th of February last year when yeah. things really hit the fan and the client found out. I should and... also push in as well, because we're talking about manifestation here. You were manifesting on that higher wage all the time. Yes. Oh, like it's... you were still manifesting on mm-hmm. it. So so sorry, go on. So you how did you notice it? So, I, you know, I was lighting my candles, had my sage leaves. I was talking to the moon. I was doing my, my gratitude lists every night. And... Um, yeah, so I handed him a resignation, um, all kind of hit the fan, so to speak. And then as soon as my resignation had been accepted and it was confirmed that I was leaving, um, the conversation from the consultants that I was working alongside on this this huge project was, right, well, we couldn't approach you while you were employed directly with the company because technically they're our client and it would have been a conflict of interest. But now that you're definitely resigning, we'd like to offer you a job. And I was like, okay. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my goodness, what's this? So essentially, I I agreed and I said yes. And they said, you know, you'll, you'll just carry on doing the work that you're doing on this contract and we'll see it through to the end. But we've been so impressed and we just ha- we haven't been able to speak to you about it because it would have been unprofessional on our part. But uh-huh. yeah, we'd love you to come in and, and join join the consultancy with us and so I left work on the Friday and then rejoined on the Monday on exactly the same contract doing exactly the same work minus people management I was now no longer responsible for managing the team um and I was getting paid four times as much so so let's so let's go to actual numbers what was it because I remember screaming at you on the phone (laughs) what was the actual number so as a consultant, um, because I'm self-employed, you get paid a day rate. So I was getting paid £350 per day for that particular contract. Um, depending on what I'm doing, it, it can vary on what I actually walk away with. So it worked out at roughly, what did you work out annually? So, so remember, th- they had offered you 34 <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. So they, I was getting paid 21 They had offered me 36 I was then getting £350 a day, which when you multiply it up and then take off holidays Mm -hmm. for the year is £84,000 a year. So it was four times as much as the annual salary that I was currently receiving. So I basically went back to do exactly the same job with fewer responsibilities, working just a standard seven hour day rather than having to look after the 24 hour desk as well. And I was getting paid four times as much. 
I mean, I mean, that's a good manifestation <laughs> story. But even then, it's still not the main know, one I that know, I got I you on for. But I thought I couldn't <laughs> not put that because how amazing is that? Like incredible going from 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 where you were to to, to be able to manifest that type of money mm-hmm. in. And then since then, because just before we jumped on, I said to Joe, I was like, oh, this is probably the amount of time I'm going to need to record the pod. Is that all right? And she was like, yeah, yeah, fine. And I was like, oh, actually, are you working at the minute? And she's like, no, no, just finished a contract on Friday. And then again, because I am risk first, <laughs> I went, oh, does that not worry you, Joanne? <laughs> does that not worry you that you go like from contract yeah. to contract? That's obviously the benefit of getting paid a lot more doing yeah. contract work, but also, well, it's not a time, you don't even, this is, again, this is why manifestation is so powerful, because it gets you to look at things completely differently. <laughs> yeah. So Joe said, well, no, because I'm now going to have October off, Yeah, she said, and then I just know the work will come, and it will, yeah, well. because the work will come, absolutely. So... Okay, so push that to one side and let's just, so that was obviously amazing. (laughs) Let's go to, Joe is part of my Month to Manifest community, obviously. Obviously. It's really good at manifesting. (laughs) And we do monthly intention settings, so once a month. So so it's a self-study program and then once a month uh, we do monthly. Everyone who's in Month to Manifest gets invited to the live manifestation and Joanne might have been on had you been on one before that so you've been on the sec you were on the September when you were on the October one mm-hmm. have you been on one at all before then or not yeah, yeah. I think I'd been I'd... okay but not loads no, like, it's no, not like it's you not come on every thing. month or anything like no. that okay I'm flaky I'm uh, not regular <laughs> doesn't even listen to the podcast remember <laughs> so I'd come back from holiday uh end of August and then went straight into I think I came back on the Saturday or something and went straight back into work on the Sunday and that was the 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 month to manifest intention set for September now because I'd just come back from a holiday like everything was jam-packed the diary so there's loads of clients that I had to see on that Sunday so the intention set on that one was quite short there's a reason why I'm telling you all this it was quite a short one it it was very much about what we were going to things to think about for the month ahead and a little bit of theory stuff that that we were talking through. So I didn't get a chance to open it up because every so often I will open up the group to for them to share their manifestation stories. So I apologized and said, I'm sorry that I didn't get a chance to open it up to everyone. And Joe went, oh, well, that's a shame because I've got a really good manifestation story. And I was like, <laughs> right, well, keep it for next month. Just thinking nothing and it would be as big as what it is, by the way. And... um. And and the fact that just my best mate decided not to tell me outside of Monster Manifest either. And this story that she's going to tell us happened in July and she saved it. Very end of July. Very end of July. <laughs> Very end of July. And she saved it for, for September's Monster Manifest. And then because I didn't have time, still didn't tell me outside of Monster Manifest. So therefore, we come into... October's intention setting, which was a, a, a week ago, I think, yeah. and was well, definitely a week ago because I was like, right, you're coming on the podcast, you need to share this, this is unreal, right? So, Joe, mm-hmm. tell us the best manifestation story anyone will ever hear <laughs> and go from the base that you told us from where you go, do you know what? It was a Saturday night, I was meant to be going out with my girlfriend, yeah. I wasn't feeling great. Start from that point. Well, it was a Monday night. 
<laughs> you didn't go out on a Monday night. I just presumed it was the weekend. No, no, Joanne, you're not a student anymore. No, oh god. Well, I didn't. I wasn't going drinking or anything. I'd been. I don't even know how it really happened. But right, doesn't matter. Irrelevant. I'd been roped into, you were meant to be going yeah, out on a Monday night. I was night. going to a darts presentation night. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I just now joked on my coffee. <laughs> a darts presentation because. I what part of the, the dance team, or rather, I was. Yeah, I'd, I'd been. Don't even ask. Don't even ask. Do you know what? I was like, what? So I get to throw sharp, pointy things at a board, and it's totally okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up for that. Why not? Let's do things. Let's expand okay. my my jo- social circle. So, so let's start the story again. Joanne was meant to be going to a dance presentation, <laughs> but she wasn't feeling very I wasn't, well. I was feeling dreadful. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to have to give it a miss. And normally I don't drink or anything when I go because I, I drive up to um, the, the locale where it's held. But um, yeah, so I was feeling all sorry for myself. And my boyfriend said, look, don't just don't sit at home. It's a shame that you're not going, but um, just come over here. We'll get cuddled up on the sofa. We'll watch a nice film. I'll make you something to eat if you feel up to it. I'll, I'll look after you. Just come and get your back tickles. And I was like, mm-hmm, OK, yeah, that sounds good. Oh God, so, <laughs> yeah, Joanne clearly you manifested this guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, he's so amazing. Anyway, so there is actually a list. There's a list, you know, from after all um, New Year intention settings. Um, Not this year, the year before, I had Mm -hmm. uh, written a list of everything that I wanted and I would just recite it at night. And yeah, the things that have come off on that list. Anyway, go back to the story. So you said, come over. That's the same with my husband. He is everything that I wrote down on a list. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. We it's are witches, there. people. Witches. I mean, I actually am also a practicing <laughs> yeah, witch as well. <laughs> anyway, separate, separate podcast. Carry on. Separate podcast. So um I said, right, yeah, okay. So I just packed a little bag and jumped in the car. And as I got down to um Seatonburn Roundabout, it's a huge roundabout if anybody knows the local area. And I was sat and I thought, oh. So irrelevant. It, but so it's irrelevant. not though because there were so many cars behind me. It's not like a little a little roundabout where there's one or two cars. No, this, <laughs> it was busy. You know, it was like rush hour traffic. Okay, there were dozens and dozens of cars. And ultimately what I think is happening is my head gasket's going on the car because there are clouds. And I mean clouds of white smoke coming out the back of my lovely little A4. Anyone else would Capri. just be like, the smoke coming out my car. <laughs> No, 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 no. This was... Joanne knows. It's a head gasket. <laughs> anyway, this was, anyway. This was production quality smoke effect that was going on. Genu- and I thought, yes. oh my God, no, no, this cannot be happening. Because a head gasket is a huge job on a car. So for somebody um, like me with the car that I had at the time, however much I, I loved my little my little Audi, it wouldn't have been worth it. The car would have just, I would have written it off and bought another one. And at the time I thought, oh, I just, I can't really afford at this moment in time to think about buying a new car. This is just ridiculous. And I just remember it so clearly. And I hadn't thought because, about this. Because, wait a minute, wait a minute. This, this bit, the other bit that you've not, you failed to mention was you just come to the end of one of your contracts. Yes. Yeah. So Yes. I, so you just come to the end of one of your contracts. You've got smoke bellowing out the car. You know it's probably going to be more than it's worth to fix the car. Yeah, it would be. You're thinking, yeah. this is shit. It's going to be buy a new car time. And so I just, mm-hmm. and I hadn't thought about 
this next moment until after the thing happened later on in the evening. But I sat there and I looked up at the sky and I was like, universe, you're going to send me a new car. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to send it to me. It's not going to cost me a penny and it's going to replace this and I'm not going to have any worries. In fact, you're just going to do the whole shebang. I'm getting a new car and I'm getting a cash injection. And I just left it at that and I drove off mortified that the other cars couldn't leave for like another 10 seconds because they were still sad. <laughs> in this cloud of smoke and I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to get stopped by the police. So I got to Nick's and I was like, oh, I think the head gasket's going on, come. And I was just like curled up on the sofa and I'm sat there. And then there was this um, little reminder that popped up on my phone. Because, you know, when you end up getting notifications for things on Facebook that you've never even signed up for. No, because you're the only person that still uses Facebook, Joe. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Nobody else uses Facebook. Whenever oh, I've told cool. anyone this story since, I'm like, and she was on Facebook because, you know, she still loves Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible. Anyway, Joanne got a pop up reminder but on Facebook. If I wasn't on. so antiquated and such a Luddite, this never would have happened. So, you know, everything, it all has its reasons. So, yeah. It's all got so its this reasons. Reminder popped up and I go, oh, don't forget, competition ends tonight. Um, get your tickets by 10 past eight. And it was like six minutes past eight or something. And I thought, oh, what is it? And I, I clicked on it and I was like, oh, win a new car, go on then. So I stuck some tickets on. I thought I would have spent that money on going out tonight. So I haven't lost anything. So wait a minute, information, how much did you spend? How much were the tickets? Uh, you the, bought two? No, I bought five tickets. Oh, yeah, five, five, okay, tickets. five tickets. Uh, and the tickets were, they were like £9.95 each or something. So I'd spent less than £50 okay. on these on these five Jesus. tickets. Okay. I thought, well, that's fair enough. If I haven't I haven't been anywhere this evening, I would have spent that. Bear in mind, you'd already told the universe they needed to deliver you a car. Yes, and I'd already told the universe that they needed to deliver me a car. But actually, what happened, so as I was, it was really close to the competition deadline for buying a ticket. So I bought these tickets, and then it was just hanging on the processing page. And eventually, I thought, oh, it's gone past 10 past 8. And I just, like, chucked my phone down and then cuddled back in. And we continued watching Silo. And... um about an hour later, my phone rang. Now, I never normally answer to a number I don't recognize, but something in my head said, just take this call. And I did. And all of a sudden, I can hear like lots of noise and excitement in the background. I'm sorry, sorry, what? Is that Joanne Shanley? Ah, like, uh, yeah. It's Tristan and Robbie from RevComps. And I was like, huh? <laughs> what? 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 And of course, it was so loud. Nick, who was sat next to me, could hear this whole conversation. And he was like, he looked, he was ashen. It was like he'd seen a ghost because I think he knew what was coming at this point. So then, Yeah, yeah, because he knew you'd applied for this competition. Well, because he, because obviously I love Defenders. And so mm -hmm. there'd been a competition weeks before that to win a Defender. And he bought a ticket. Mm -hmm. And this was the only reason I even knew that this... This company existed. Yes. yes. I was like, yeah, of course, buying raffle tickets on Facebook. That sounds totally legitimate. <laughs> Doesn't sound like that when you told me that to be I fair. Know. I was like, what you doing buying a ticket on Facebook? Well, anyway. Yeah, but they're, they're massive. They're a massive company. So I think okay. before um, I bought those five tickets, I'd maybe bought two tickets in total 
over like the month previously just on on things okay. where I thought, oh yeah oh that's 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 a nice defender I know that yeah that's fine uh-huh. um so yeah so anyway so the call comes in is that Joanne Shanley yes uh it's Tristan and Robbie from Revcoms hiya can you remember what you bought tickets for tonight and I was like um I b- bought tickets for the the Corvette competition they were like yeah do you know what's happened I was, oh no no Corvette is in like the car yeah by the way Mm-hmm. which sounds exciting um but actually it was a corvette stingray when remember you haven't you haven't said what they said you haven't said what they said oh yeah so they, <laughs> they said, didn't just go oh well done no they, <laughs> they, they were like you okay you won it you've won the corvette stingray so explain to you i was like oh my god or you can have the cash equivalent wait, 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 wait a minute they said you'd won the car and five grand the car plus five thousand pounds so the universe delivered you exactly that. It gave you a car <laughs> and yeah, money yeah. from nowhere. From nowhere. I mean, granted, Co- I bought tickets anyway, for a competition. Gets better, guys. Yeah, gets better. So a Corvette Stingray. It's like a, it's like a supercar type thing, isn't it? It's one of these fancy two-seater sporty jobs. Um, looked lovely, but realistically, you know, I'm five eleven. I'm not a small girl. I, I'm not cramming myself <laughs> into one of them. I'm certainly not doing the school run in it. So, yeah, so they said... Oh, my God, I know. it is. It's like a Ferrari style, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, I said, oh, uh, I'll take the cash, please. Well, the cash equivalent for that car was £100,000. So I got the hundred grand plus the five grand. So I got £105,000 um, sitting on my driveway at the moment is a, a lovely Range Rover Evoque with... Uh, a private red it and my insurance all paid for the year and then I had obviously a lot of money left over um so I've invested that um in premium bonds and um some other bits and pieces and there's a a wedge put away for um a tax bill and we paid for a holiday and I cleared all my my debt you know credit cards anything like that just made everything go away so I got a totally clean slate I got a huge wedge of cash behind me a savings for anything that I want and a brand new car sitting on the driveway (laughs) I know I I just love it like it's I mean I think you know if if you're gonna pick one person for this to happen to like out of all your friends <laughs> you, you would have been the one that I would have picked like Aww. that I would have wanted this to happen for and it's just so lush that it just came at a time when not that you needed it you were in a good place like it's not like you were in a bad place either but the universe delivered you when you needed yeah. it and I just it's my favorite, favorite now ever manifestation story. Like it's... that's gonna be. It's one of those ones that you'll tell people. Yeah. Guess what? When, <laughs> when this girl she entered, there was smoke blowing out of her out of her car, <laughs> and she entered a competition. Um, it, it, it I just is... absolutely love it, and I couldn't not. Joe wanted us to wait till our bonds had came round, and I was like, "Well, no, <laughs> nobody cares about your bonds." <laughs> Like, doesn't matter you'll, how much money ca- you make from them bonds now. Like, it's irrelevant. This is the bit where it's like from zero to hero. Like, it's amazing. What's interesting, and do you know, I've I hadn't even thought about that moment at the traffic lights where I spoke directly to the universe until after 
Get out. Until after I'd got the phone call. Like it was just in that moment and it was it was really direct and it wasn't I don't want to sound arrogant by saying it was a command. It wasn't wishy-washy. It was, it was literally it was direct. You saying, yeah, yeah, exactly. Direct, and I yeah. think, you know, when we're going into spaces of manifestation, a lot of the time mm. it comes from an I wish rather than I have. Mm. And that's I need, I wish. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not saying I, I, want I want a Range Rover sitting on the driveway. I have mm-hmm. a Range Rover sitting on the driveway. Mm-hmm. And those um, those jumps, the quantum jumping, when you're, you're manifesting like that, you're sitting in that moment and you just, I'm driving a Range Rover. I can smell the leather. I can feel the heated seats. I can feel um, the air conditioning or just all of those things mm. I'm sat higher up in a chair looking at the whatever it is mm. you are there you are living it you are breathing it and those mm. that's how we start to train our brain but in that moment it was such a pure natural moment where I spoke directly to mm-hmm. the universe and that's the part that I've really reflected on since because now now mm-hmm. of course I'm in the headspace of right well I'm, am I being authentic in everything else that I'm manifesting now because I'm never going to stop manifesting. You know, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. like this has happened and that's not the end of it. That's not going to be my pinnacle God, no. manifestation story. That's just no. the next part. But the thing of my is journey. that every time you are thinking, you are manifesting. Like, and I think that's what people don't realize. Like, throughout the day, it doesn't matter whether I'm going to win 100 grand <laughs> or not, I'm still manifesting. Mm-hmm. And it might be that certain things come into my, um, uh, uh, reality today that aren't necessarily huge mm-hmm. but I needed so like I know there is something that I need to find for a, a big thing that I've got going on tomorrow and at the moment I don't know where it is you'll find <laughs> it I do need to find it but I know I'll find it yeah. I know I will be presented with that I've got no worries or concerns that I won't find that thing and and it and again, all of those little things like, you know, I, yesterday, um, when when I was having a lovely day out with the kids, I didn't want it to be cold. Mm-hmm. I hate being cold, but I wanted to be outside and have a look because I never get a Sunday off with them. This sounds really random. I never get a Sunday off with them. And it just so happens because the way the golf and, and I took the Sunday off and I wanted a really nice day with both of them. Now trying to get a 16 year old and a five year old <laughs> wanting to do the same thing. <laughs> like, and also I didn't want to just go and pay for, I don't know, like a, all the indoor stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like a clip and climb yeah. and all that. And like, I wanted something outdoors I remember thinking, oh, God, I hope the weather's going to be nice. And it was like the perfect yeah. day. They all did stuff that, the both of them did stuff that they loved. We went for fish and chips. They both hate fish and chips, but they were both willing to try it. <laughs> and and the weather was hot. And it's like, do you know what? Like a hot day on the 1st of October is, is not normal. No, it's not. And I do think I manifested like a lush day. I, I got the day that I wanted. It's perfect. And it's those little things all the time. Just remember that you are bringing it in. Mm-hmm. And the only time we don't is when we are in resistance, when we've got hesitation, mm-hmm. when we've got nerves, when we've got a little bit of, of uh, disbelief or anxiety, the vibration is off. Yeah. And the thing that you should be working on is the vibration and your energy 
rather than the manifestation because the manifestation happens automatically the vibration is the thing that you need to work on and Mm -hmm. I think you were in such a good place that one thing stood out when you said it in in our uh, intention setting in the community you'd said I could feel myself being pulled to oh god like I don't need this Mm -hmm. I'm already feeling poorly I don't need this I've just come to the end of my contract with work. And then you caught yourself in that moment and went, oh, actually, it was almost like you went, oh, actually, this doesn't have to be my reality because I uh-huh. I trust yeah, the universe. Yeah, exactly that. So wait a minute, I just need to ask mm-hmm. the universe. Like it wasn't a, oh my God, please, please, please. It was like universe just deliver us a car. Yeah. And some money, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> like, that's, how that's what I want. <laughs> that's 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 what I want. That's all that needs to come in at this moment in time. It's so lovely. Mm-hmm. It's so lovely. And I always come back to, and you don't listen to the podcast, so you won't know this, Joe. <laughs> um, there's a quote that I absolutely love by Rumi, where is uh, it, it's around, oh God, I'm going to bloody forget it with my menopausal brain. And I say it all the time. Um, it's all around everything is rigged in your favor. Mm-hmm. So if you went out knowing that, how would you feel? If you just know today is rigged in your favor, like it's going to be delivered, even if it's not the outcome you want, it's because something else has been built for you later on, then you would be able to just, yeah, just Just relax, like not worry about those people caught in the smoke behind you. (laughs) And you know, for anybody listening who maybe isn't, um, inclined on the spiritual side even Eckhart Tolle talks about no, being present <laughs> well I know most people <laughs> yeah, will be does. but if but to be fair though I think I still think Eckhart Tolle is very spiritual he does talk about having receiving messages in his mm-hmm. early days when he was really struggling yeah um, anyway that's a whole different topic right we're going to pause it there everyone <laughs> because or else it'll just be you listening to me and Joe talking about general chicha i'm gonna pause it there joe thank you so much for coming on the podcast it's been great it's been an absolute joy and i will well i'll catch up with you after this yeah thank you so much it's been a pleasure you are more than welcome oh wasn't that an amazing episode it had an abrupt end because i was recording in my office and for some reason there's a few people being getting sent here to, to my office, not to my specific office, to my building rather, uh, for a company that doesn't exist in the building. <laughs> Somebody just literally walked in my office as I was recording the podcast and I was like shooing them out the door while trying to say goodbye to Joe. So, so if it does sound like an abrupt end, that was the reason. Thank you so much for listening. Now, I hope this episode has given you faith in the universe, has given you hope again, has got you excited about manifesting because that was the whole reason to get you on is that when you share stories of manifestation, it confirms your belief in law of attraction. When sometimes we can get despondent, when we feel like the things that we want aren't happening for us, When you hear something from someone else, it gives you hope. And when we have hope, we get excited. And when we get excited, our vibrations increase. So fingers crossed, this has given you energy and the motivation to get back into your manifestation practice. As ever, if you have loved this episode, then please, please, please do leave me a review. It is 
huge to the algorithm if you do that for me. Thank you in advance and I can't wait to unpack this episode a little bit more in next week's show. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Mindset podcast with me, your host, Jude Don't. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do share with others. And it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate, review, follow and subscribe on your podcast app. This will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences. And if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly, please visit Don't coaching.co.uk the links will be in the show notes